How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Some of the best high school basketball in the state is played right here in southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show. Presented by your local pick and save stores. Now with former Marquette High and Concordia University coach David Cooks. Here's 105.7 FM The Fans High School Insider. Big time, Mike McGivern. Oh, welcome to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan. It's a treat for me today. It's been a while since I've talked this man to come in and head basketball coach at Whitefish Bay Dominican. He's been a friend of mine for a long time. Jimmy Guys, coach, how you been? Good morning, Mike. Hey, nice win the other night. Saw you over at Martin Luther. Um, Got a four-point win. That was a close game, and uh, I thought the crowd was into the game. And I tell you, Coach, you were laid back and relaxed during that one. Yeah, that, that happens when you get a little older and you figure you get things figured out. Yeah, and, the, and you've got a great senior class, right? You've got kids that kind of have been with you now for a number of years and, and uh, watching you, and I'm sitting behind your bench and watching you and, and uh, Gary at halftime or during a timeout and it was, they they understand what you're looking for. And I've been on that. I've been there before where it's seniors and they get it and they know. And when you've got to pull them aside and say, hey, look, we're not giving him a kiss one more three. No more threes because if you get if he gets another wide open three, you're going to sit down here. And all of a sudden that kind of stuff stops. And I just, uh, I was impressed with uh, with your team, Coach. Yeah, I, I thought they did a good job in that environment. And Martin Luther is an extremely uh, talented team and, you know, a lot of them kids had to take a back seat to that group that graduated last year. Right. So, you know, they're a legitimate team. You yeah. Know, they're as good as anyone. I get, uh, I have people asking me, hey, where, so where did these kids come from? I'm like, are you kidding? They were all part of their, they're, they all sat behind that senior class we had last year and had a practice against Traquan and Ace and, and Xavier and Jeremy, and, and they got better and they, they bided their time. And the one kid, the Burris kid, he was the best JV player, I think, out there, but he was not going to get time with us on, on varsity. So he played JV, and he's really good. He, he's a nice basketball player. Yeah, he defends. He's he's in extremely great shape. It looks like he takes care of himself in the offseason, does, you know, the little things to improve on his game. Hey, you, um, it seemed to me, Coach, that uh, you enjoy coaching these kids, the senior class that, you know, and we're going to talk to a number of them. We've got three of them in studio, in fact. Uh, Justin Daniels, Ben Jelasic, and uh, Jack Deason is going to join us, the three of those guys. Um, the next segment, in fact, I'm going to have them both uh, come on. But it seems to me that uh, you enjoy coaching this group of kids in this team and, and watching it during warm-ups and coming out at halftime and stuff. And I, I've, I've seen you coach long enough to know when you're enjoying coaching a group, and that seems like you are this year. Yeah, exactly. It is a su- superb senior class, and, you know, they take care of their business before they get to the 
the court and, you know, it's just, you know, they're just solid kids and athletically, academically, and, and they've been brought up by good parents and, you know, that my job is done on that end. And, you know, you don't have to get overly, uh, uh, crazy Adam over the minor things because there really isn't too many minor things. I know what their limitations are and what they're good at doing. And, and they're polite kids. They're fun kids to be around. Hey, the the trip that you took, I know that you you guys stepped up a notch as far as competition. Um, it was an awfully good basketball team and a great showcase. Um, when you guys, it was in, in, is it Massachusetts? Where where was it? It was in Springfield, the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the uh Hoop, uh, Hoop Hall Classic, it's called. Hoop Hall Classic. And uh, you played uh, Sierra Canyon, who is ridiculously good, uh, with LeBron James's kid and Dwayne Wade's kid and, and I think four or five Division One kids on that team. And so I don't care about the game. How was the trip? It, it was really, really good. You know, the, the kids were fantastic. Uh, they, um, you know, they took care of us completely. The, the trip didn't cost us anything. That's awesome. Um, you know, it was such a big stage, too, and our, our kids have never been on that big stage. You know, I played in state championship games, and I tell you what, this is far and beyond the buzz of a state championship game, if you can believe that. Really? You know, all the media and um, what Sierra Canyon brings, it's like a soap opera team. And, but I knew going into it, if if we could keep it within 40, that'd be good. And, you know, I... And try, you did. To, you did that. It was a 30-point game. When we talked on the phone, you said, "Look, this this uh, this this team is is really good. It's one of the teams that you'll see on ESPN if you watch high school basketball on Friday nights. Sometimes they show that, um, and the buzz with with having LeBron's kid and Dwayne Wayne's kid, it just takes it to a whole different circus level, right? Yeah, and you know, in the in the big matchup, you know, put Alex up against you know those those." Uh pros kids you know that was kind of the billing you know Alex struggled a little bit and uh you know but the, the whole idea of people being able to see Giannis's brother versus you know LeBron and Dwayne's you know I think I think that brought some people hey up. do you think like I think and and I think Alex is is a really good high school basketball player I think his best days are ahead of him oh I agree I agree you know once we have no one can push him at Dominican uh you know just you know he he he's really fun to be around. You know he's he's take he's real more relaxed this year. Um, you know, and I can't imagine what what he has to go through on a daily basis. Oh, it's and, you know yeah, because because the expectations are ridiculous for a seventeen year old kid. That's well, look at his look the Jurassic kid that we're going to talk to. He his expectations too because his older brothers were good. His father was a really good player. Told me to make sure I tell him that I I had to go against him in a couple of things in little league baseball and and JV football and stuff. But so there were expectations for him as well, but not like this. People come out. I mean, I was telling people here. They were like, "Hey, you're going to the Dominican game at Martin Luther Day." I go, "Yeah." They go, "Hey, I think we're kind. Of, we like to see uh, Ali, we like to see the Greek's brother." And I'm like, "Well, come watch the game. Like, what? No, no, we want to see what." And they may walk away thinking, well, he's not as good as I thought. I don't know how good he'd have to be for people to go, yeah, that's about where I thought he'd be. I don't think he can ever, at this point, live up to the expectations that people may have for him. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I, I really don't think that bothers Alex too no? much. You know, and he has older brothers. You know, he's he's handled it as well as anyone. Uh, you know, Martin Luther was a very spirited crowd. And, 
you know, they, they got under, under his skin a little bit, but when the day was over, he got in the locker room quiet. Yeah. Well, he, they, they got the win. Uh, that's for sure. This, uh, um, this is a team, I think, Coach, that at least expectations for your, for this class has been, look, they're, they're a year away or they're two years away. This is, this is the year, and you know what? You guys are in a, a fairly tough regional, tough sectional, and a really good conference. You know, St. Catharines is good. You guys played them to about a two-point game at home. Uh, Martin Luther, I think, is probably that next ring. But when you look at Racine Lutheran and you look at um, Racine Prairie and Burling Catholic Central, some of these teams in your conference, man, it's you can't really think, well, we're going to roll the ball out and, and beat some of these teams. They're well-coached. And uh, even Shoreland Lutheran, you know, their record is bad, but they're really well coached and they got some players down there. Absolutely. You know, and I, I think the Metro Classic is the second best uh, conference in the area. Um, you know, the one with Sussex and the Brookfield schools. That greater Metro is, yeah. yeah. But we, we're good. And like you said, the, the, the kids are competitive and, you know, the coaches have been around. They know what they're doing. And every night, you know, you're going to play. And, you know, credit our kids. We've, we've played well against Everyone and you know our record will show for that. Oh no doubt, you've got uh, two losses total. One was to that Sierra Canyon, and one was a. From what I understand, that that game against St. Catharines is tie score with about 15 seconds to go, and so you were right there with with them. And I look, I picked Racine St. Catharines. They're they're good. They've they're well coached. That that guard that they have is is really talented, but that proved to me that how good your team can be as well. Um, and then the rest of them you've taken care of. You know, the the, the Prairie School and St. Joe's and Whitefish Bay you beat, and I thought Whitefish Bay is a pretty good team, beat Homestead, beat Greenfield. You guys uh, had a pretty good year. Your expectations for this group, um, Jimmy, coming in was pretty high, correct? Yeah, we you know, it, it's an all-or-nothing year this year. We're a good senior class. Uh, you know, Alex and Ben, and we've got D.A. and, you know, Justin. Justin has done a wonderful job at the point that was uh, a question coming in, but you know, the last couple of games, I think we solidified, and you know, we're, we're happy with where he's at. Yeah, boy, and, and you know, Jelastic is just a, you know, they're throwback kids. You know, he works around the basket. There, there was a stretch in that Martin Luther game, and and I think that I think he was the turning point. I think there's about a six minute stretch that he he was the best player on the floor. Offensively, you know, getting loose balls, finishing around the basket. Defensively, um, a couple of block shots. He got a steal, and there was that 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 space where it was a really important part of the game, where I think he was the best player on the floor. And it's just because he outworks people, right? You know, our last game last year, we got beat by Brookfield Academy, and not a knock on Ben, but I don't think he's picked up a basketball since November fifteenth. But what I'm trying to tell you is, he's been flipping tires and. In the yard, he's been uh, weightlifting. He's played football, baseball. He took his uh, body and transformed it, and this is the product you're seeing. And I'd have to say he's our probably our most valuable player this year. That that doesn't surprise me because watching him play, and we're going to talk to these three seniors in the next segment. Um, and I liked your point guard. I and I'll tell him that I he he does not. I like pass-first point guards, and I like point guards that don't care if they score and they're going to defend and they're going to get you in your offense, and that's what I thought of 
when I watched Justin Daniels play that he just cared about running the team and didn't care about what his what his numbers were. Um, am I right on that? Yeah, without question. You know, little on Justin. You know, last year he hardly even played. You know, and he, he's on the verge of being cut this year. You know, senior year, and we had stronger kids, we'd probably cut him again. And you know, but you know. Those thank, are, thank goodness you didn't. Those are the guys you got to have in your program. He's a program kid, uh, comes with a smile. And, uh, you know, my assistant, Devon Jackson, a uh, former player of mine, has really worked with him. So a lot of the, lot of the um, uh, success these kids have had, it's been by my assistants just putting the extra time in. And speaking them. of those, I mean, before we get to a break, it's the first segment. I, we've got we've to say Gary to Perry because I'm a – Big fan of his. Other than him not ever wanting to come in studio to have discussions with me about high school basketball, because he won't do it. Um, look, he he is as good an assistant coach as you're going to find and cares a lot about the program and these kids, and he's got a really high basketball IQ. Yeah, he's the brains of the program, no question. You you're know, the my, looks, or how does uh, that work? He's <laughs> the looks, too, but, you know, he, he takes so much uh, – you know, so organized, but, you know, he's the game planner, you know, sets the defense and pretty much his quality control. And, you know, I, I, I'm on the front chair, but he he's behind the scenes doing pretty much all of it. Hey, let me tell you about uh, today's show again. We've got three seniors from Whitefish Bay, Dominican, that we're going to talk to uh, on the other side of the break. Justin Daniels, Ben Jelasek, and Jack Deason are in studio. We're going to get to them at 1045. We're going to introduce you to our Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week. I'm going to kick these guys out at 11.15. And then we're going to uh, bring in uh, Andy Gallion and, and Denny Von Ruden, and we're going to talk a little bit about Yellow Whistles for Greg. That's going on. And and then we're going to talk a little bit about the official shortage and what are the issues of, of trying to find more officials because like the state of Minnesota, I just read an article, they had to cancel a varsity game because they couldn't find officials. And that's going to start happening. And... I think the issues are, are pretty apparent that it's young officials, when you get them involved in grade school basketball with some of the parents and some of these coaches that are coaching fourth, fifth, sixth grade, yelling at 13, 14-year-old kids, these go, kids go, look, I don't want to be an official anymore. And so we're, we're, we're losing about 70% of these kids that start being football or basketball, baseball umpires and saying, I'm not doing this because I don't want to take the abuse. How do we fix that? And we're going to ask those guys. So talking Whitefish Bay Dominican basketball until 11-15. And then we'll make that transition and have Denny Von Ruden and Andy Gallion join us as we uh, talk about Yellow Whistles for Greg. And then we'll talk about the official shortage. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGiver. We're talking Whitefish Bay Dominican basketball. We've got three seniors in studio. And uh, looking forward to, to getting a chance to talk to these guys. Justin Daniels, Ben Jelasic, and Jack Deason. Jack, how you been? Good, how are you? Good. Hey, uh, so you're a senior multi-sport athlete at Dominican? That's correct. Soccer, what? basketball, baseball. From the DC family, you guys have been around Dominican for a bit. Long time, yes. Yeah, big supporters of what uh, I coached there for a long time, a long time ago, and for a while, and um, that's a name that uh, that I recognize from back in the day. 
How uh, you've been playing basketball for for ever since you were a kid? Ever since I've grown up. Yep. Yeah. And you got a favorite sport? I'd say baseball. Yeah. What uh, do you know? Where what's going on for you next year yet? Are you going on to school? Or are you? Yeah, I'm gonna play uh, baseball at either North Park in Chicago or Beloit. Um, so still deciding there, but those two schools are both looking good. Congratulations. Thank you. You've gotten into both of them? Yep. Beloit's tough school to get in. North Park as well, right? Yeah, both really good schools. So what uh what's your what's your grade point? Um I think right now it's about a three four. Good for you. At a tough school. Dominican they they challenge you. Yeah, they work hard. And they expect uh, expect you to do well. Um, Mr. Jelasic, Ben, I, I, I was a big fan of, well, I'm a Martin Luther, you know, I just retired, so I wasn't that big of a fan of yours the other night, but I thought there was about a six minute window there that you turned that game. I, I really do. And, and, uh, congratulations on that. We had talked the first segment about pressure that Giannis's brother feels, and I don't think it's the kind of pressure that he feels, but there has to be a little pressure on you because both your brothers are good basketball, good athletes, good basketball players, your dad as well. Um, do you feel any of that? Uh, honestly, not as much as you would think. You know, going around the conference, most of the coaches know me right. just because of my brothers. Yep. And, you know, at games, I'll randomly have people walk up to me and say, oh, I remember your dad playing or yeah. you played just like your dad or something like that. But I don't really feel that pressure uh, when I'm on the court. I don't really know why, but... You just play, right? Yeah, you know... I'm a big fan of your dad's, by the way, and not just because we competed against each other in Little League and he killed me in football when I was at Mesmer and he was at Marquette, um, but just the type of man he is. And um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of his, and, and he's really proud of you, by the way. We had the conversation um, the other night in the, the gym at Martin Luther, and he said, make sure you tell my son how good I was. And I go, whatever. He goes, you didn't think I was any good. I said, well, I'll tell him I whooped you in Little League baseball. He said, well, he'll love that. Um, but I do. I, I think that that was a really big six-minute span um, against Martin Luther. Do you know what's going on next year for you yet? Uh, I'll probably be going to either Edgewood out of Madison or St. Norbert's up in De Pere. Are you gonna uh, Are you Are you gonna play sport or are you gonna are you gonna go to school? Uh, I'll be playing basketball. Good for uh, you. Uh, whatever school I go to, yeah, I'll be playing basketball. But two good programs. Yeah. Yeah, I, I certainly Gary Gresh at St. Norbert. Um, you can get in both schools. You're a pretty good student athlete. Yeah, I've gotten into both already. Yeah, good for you. Justin Daniels, good game the other night, young man. I was impressed because, like I said, I, I love point guards. I'm Appreciate a big it. point guard fan. And when I coached, I, I was like kids that, you know, were a pass-first kid and didn't care. You know what? If we win and I score two points, don't care. And that all I want to do, I want to make sure that I'm a two-to-one kid from turnovers and assists. I want to have two or three to one. And um, I thought that you ran that team really well. It's a tough team to run, man. Yeah, and I'll tell you why, because sure. you've got you've got Anacupo in the corner sometimes. You might want him down in the block. And you've got the one kid that does a lot of shake, and he's a thicker kid, and he hits a couple shots, looks up at the crowd a little bit. And you, I see you pulling him back saying, come on, man, we got D up, we got D up. Then you had a kid that I don't think Martin Luther thought was gonna, they were going to hit four or five threes in that first half, and then he goes off, and he, you're trying to get him the ball. Um, you're having fun running this team? Uh, for sure. I just like uh, finding my teammates, you know, and pride of myself on defense. You know, I've always been a pass-first player, you know, and 
thank the coach guys, you know what I'm saying? He gave me a chance, and I, you know, I really play with a chip on my shoulder, you know. You should after what he said, right? And, and, and all kid, look, he's an honest guy. He's as honest as the day is long. If you don't want to know what Coach Guys is thinking, don't ask him because he's going to tell you. I mean, for him to sit here and say, hey, look, he, we weren't sure we were going to keep him, and now he's running this team. Um, man, good for you and, and for the perseverance of saying, okay, no, I'm going to stay in. I'm going to stick with it and, and see if I can't, can't do this. Um, you've been at Dominican all four years? Yes, sir. Did you play freshman ball? Uh, I played JV two years. Okay. varsity last year. Initially. Yeah. And uh, th- you didn't get a lot of time last year? No, nah, not really. I played in a couple of games. No hell defense, but other than that, not really. Yeah, because I, I coached at Martin Luther, and I knew some of those kids we had to stop last year. That was a heck of a team. We had some battles. Yeah, for sure. We, we had some battles. It was good. I got out at the right time, I think, right? Yeah. Hey, are you, you're a multi-sport athlete as well, huh? Yep. Uh, I played football in the fall, basketball now, and baseball in the spring. So all, so in typical Jurassic fashion, right? <laughs> you're doing all those. Justin, are you a multi-sport athlete? Uh, yes, I play football, basketball, and track. Really? Yeah. Man, how was the football team this year, by the way? I had kind of a down season. Yeah? Really. What I'm, position do you play? Uh, offense, it was uh, a tackle, left tackle. Okay. Then defense, it was whoever we were playing. I, I kind of just went around like it was. That's kind of how it was for me and Justin. Like, yeah, they moved some, you to where they needed you. Yeah, I was like a safety linebacker, cornerback hybrid. Yeah, know? I went. I went from like line, middle linebacker, outside linebacker. Really, whatever we needed for the game plan, we had to go. You, you have fun with football? Oh, for sure. That's my favorite sport. For it sure. is. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what's going on with you next year yet? Um, I got accepted to Akron and St. Louis and Carroll for my academics, but I'm also looking to, uh, to get into YAC for maybe football too. So. Boy, I'd like – look, I, 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 and I coached over at Dominican for a number of years. My first, um, my first coaching job at the high school level was there, and, and I'll tell you a quick story. I was coaching grade school basketball on the east side of Milwaukee, and, and uh, the head coach for Marquette University back then was a guy named Bob Duquette, showed up on a Sunday – was sitting in the front row watching my sixth grade team and he was eating a bag of popcorn. And I'm like, what in my mind? I'm thinking, what is Bob Duquette doing watching a sixth grade? Game was over. I'm in the locker room. He's knocking the door. He says, you got a minute? I go, yeah. He goes to introduce himself. I said, oh, I know who you are. What you doing here? He said, I heard the whistle and the squeak. And I thought, well, I'll come watch a little basketball and you want to work my summer camp. I said, coach, I'm a sixth grade. He goes, no, you, your team runs the flex way better than most would you come and work the camp? And I said, yeah. And it was at Dominican. And a guy named Rich Fanny was the head coach at Dominican at that time, so we worked the camp together. And he said, I want you to be my assistant. I go, I'm a grade school guy. He said, no, come on, it'll be fun. And so those two years at Dominican, and then I hired Coach Wallersheim as my assistant coach when I got moved to JV after two years. And then uh, my wife and I had our second child, and I came back to Dominican for four with him we won a couple state championships and and so there's there is this little chip you know when we played Dominican we always want to beat y'all but that's kind of every day for you guys um Justin do you feel that do you understand that you guys are the hunted because of the history of Dominican basketball oh for sure for sure for sure my brother he played on uh two of those state championship teams so you know he did yeah Jalen Daniels oh sure so you know I understand that people are always going to come for us and, you know that's why we got to come even harder so you grew up uh dreaming about playing on the varsity at oh, Dominican sure. in that gym and running that team yeah for sure that's that's really cool um Ben you understand the difference obviously between being the hunted and 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 
being the hunter. Last year with Martin Luther, I know that that we were kind of like, I think people thought that we were probably going to win the conference, but you guys were awfully good, and we had some good battles. The difference this year is because of your senior class, people will, when they talk about that conference, they go Dominican St. Catharines, you know, back, back to back like that. And so nobody really picked, I think maybe some people picked St. Catharines to win the conference, but guys like me go, hold on a second, because Dominican's going to have a lot to say about that. Um, did, did you understand when you walk into most gyms in the state that people, they're, they're not big Dominican fans because of the history behind all the wins? Yeah, you can honestly just, like, any gym or really if you just mention Dominican to anybody who knows high school sports for the most part, they're going to be, like, a little grown when they say when they hear that yeah. just because of our history, you know, the five uh, five straight titles earlier in the decade. Yeah, and and certainly but even go back further to when Jimmy and Coach Gaz's dad was there, and they had the it depends who you talk to whether Germantown now, now holds that record or Dominican holds the record. There's two different stories behind that, um, but back then too was that that's when it all started when Don Gaz was there and when it all started that people people don't like winners; they get jealous of it. And I know that you being the family that you're at, you understand the history behind this, um, Jack. But they they get people don't want to see a team like Dominican because they had so many wins. And and you feel that as well. I mean, yeah, it's anything with sports. Uh, you're always going after the team that's winning all the games. And I mean, seeing all the state championships, and it's it's more of not just a fluke or of a few years. It's been you know since the last since the '70s consistently always being in the mix. I think that's what really gets people. Yeah, always in in that conversation, uh, for sure. Hey, um, Ben, did you, did you have a feeling that this year would be as good as it has, has been? I mean, did you guys come into this year going, look, we're a senior-laden team and we got a chance to be really good? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to come into every, every year like that, you know, just having that confidence uh, that you can really run the table. But I definitely thought that we'd be where we are right now. And I really do think we can continue this uh, run we're on right now and take it really all the way through March. Yeah, I, you got a couple of, you know, there's there's good teams in this conference. And there's some a lot of basketball being played between now and playoff time. But you guys definitely have that shot. Uh, Justin, same question for you again. It's a senior-laden team. Um, did you have a feeling coming in? in the off season that said, look, if we get this rolling, we got a chance to be really good. For sure. I, I, you know, during the season, you know, we had some times where, you know, we, we questioned, but like, for sure, I think that we always knew, I mean, we're seniors, we have nothing to lose. You know what I'm saying? This is our year. Yeah. You so. don't leave anything on the floor, right? Yeah. Don't leave anything. Give, give everything you've got. Hey, Jack, how was that trip that you guys went on? I mean, it was a fantastic experience. Anything like that um, from man one to 12, the whole experience helps us for, um, prior games and bigger atmospheres. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, look, I two years from now or five years from now, when you guys come to, to a reunion at Dominican, nobody's going to talk about the game. You're going to talk about, you guys remember throwing Jack in the pool when we were in, whatever, that whatever happened, whatever fun stories happened. Remember us trying to you know sneak out of the room and, and Coach DePerry caught us? That kind of stuff is what you guys will take from that rather than, hey, we – you know, or the fact, look, we played LeBron's kid, or, you know, that's a big deal. You'll be able to talk about that for a bit. Hey, I'm going to cut you guys loose, but what I'm going to ask you to do, at 11 o'clock, I'm going to ask you to come back and give me your favorite memory so far 
of playing white at, at Whitefish Bay Dominican. You got a lot of basketball left in your career, but so far between freshman year and now, your favorite memory. So give that some thought. And then at, at 1045, I'm going to bring one of you guys up for my, to be our student athlete of the week, and I'll explain that. On the other side of the break, Jimmy Goss is going to come back and join us, and we'll talk a little bit about, you know, the history behind Dominican. And certainly, you know, if you're my age, you remember Don Goss and Jimmy leaving Rufus King and coming to going to Dominican. I want to talk about that transition a little bit, and then some other kids on this roster that make this team go. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Uh, Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern, we're talking Whitefish Bay Dominican basketball with head coach Jimmy Goss and three of his seniors, 11-15, Denny Von Ruden, Andy Gallion. They are uh, going to be joining us, and we're going to talk about yellow whistles for Greg. And that's, you know, Jimmy, that's so difficult. It, it, it really is. Last week we're talking to Luke, um, Luke Holman's parents, um, and that that Jerry and Patty, and, and, and it's so it's something I never want to think about losing one of our children and, and Denny Von Ruden and, and these officials have done something good through tragedy, which is, you know, losing Greg and they're raising money for make a wish foundation. We're going to try to help them raise a little bit more money. They've done a phenomenal job raising a tremendous amount of money, giving back to um, make a wish foundation. And the Greg would be so proud of what they're doing with this, uh, the money that they're raising through this. So we'll talk to those guys at, at, at 11 15 and, um, question for you. And, and we've had, I haven't had you in studio in a while, but the, the transition from, from Milwaukee King over Dominican has been a good transition for you. Yeah, I think it's been, you know, I, the years I had at, at Rufus King, you, those were beyond any belief. They, they, they molded me and, the person who I am and you know without those kids in that school I wouldn't probably be here sitting so you know it's at a time where I needed a break you know you just you know the intensity and you know we were number one so many years and you know the I needed a break and I didn't necessarily think Dominican was that break I knew I was probably going to take a year off and somehow this Dominican job fell into my lap and uh, did 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 any of it um did any of it that your dad was coaching at, at, at Dominican and the job he did there and people, he's legendary, he's Hall of Fame, as you are, congratulations, by the way, and we're going to get into that here in a minute. But um, the, the the going back to where you went to high school and going back to where your father coached, um, that had to be a really comfortable fit for you, right? I think it was. You know, my dad, you know, my dad loves Dominican. You know, yes, that he was, does. His legacy was, you know, broad, and, you know, he still wears the clothing and, yeah, I think, you know, I wasn't going to, you know, no offense. I wasn't going to Mesmer. I wasn't going to. No offense taken. I wasn't going anywhere else. Right. Any other job, I probably, I never thought I'd leave uh, Rufus King. And, you know, I, I, I'm I'm retired right now from MPS. So that, that was easier. I still had to do a couple of years last year. I retired. But it was difficult leaving the building at Rufus King and going to Dominican for practice. Uh, you know, and the kids at. Dominican understood I'm going back home that's their way of it right 
that's the only way I got a pass. But uh, how were the kids at at King when you would leave the building to go coach at Dominican? Where did they they understood it as well? Not really. We lost a lot of kids. You know who was really upset with me were, was the cheerleaders. You know they, you know they, the, yeah. those were the ones who were really upset. I with bet. Me and, you know, and that that was stuff. And they let me know in a in a in their state. And I had a lot of respect for them, but uh, it wasn't. It was easy because I was going to Dominican. Had I gone anywhere else, I couldn't show my face in Dominican. But I mean, at Rufus King. But being able to say I'm going back home, and they knew the story. Yeah, that was the only way. Do you still talk to Don about? Does he? He comes to games because I've seen him. Do, do you? Do you still have conversations about X's and O's? I mean, look, you you were put in the the Hall of Fame this year. You and Gary, congratulations, by the way. Thank How you. was that event? Was it fun? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You guys yeah. had a good time. Oh yeah. Yeah, Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association. They they do it up in Wisconsin Dells, and and you and Gary DePerry went in along with Joe Clawson and and Al and Mark Adams, and it was a really good class, by the way. A lot of really good coaches going into that. Um, so congratulations with that. Do you still have the conversations? Look, in my world, when you talk about the greatest high school basketball coaches ever in the state of Wisconsin, your father's in that conversation. I mean, he's in those conversations when they go, well, this guy or that guy and Don Goss and this guy. And so I'm wondering if you still get a chance to have those conversations with him about X's and O's or about kids, or about just coaching? A little bit. You know, the game has changed so much from when he was playing, even when I, 20 years ago. But, yeah, you know, he always is, you know, I call him after every game and just let him know. But now and then, you know, as soon as your game's over, it's up on there, you know, so you don't have to alert him to anything. Yeah, yeah, he's still involved. Well, I've, and and we, he's, he came to a couple of games that we coached against each other. You know, with Martin Luther, and, and he was in the stands, and I would, you know, take a peek over and fully engaged, man. He he wasn't just sitting there, just you know, laid back and watching. He he cared so much about the product, the Dominican product, and his son, and how they're playing. And it was fun to watch him in the stands. Still be, you know, it's, it's almost like he could have come out of the stands and came over to the bench and and hung out with you and been one of the coaches. Yeah, that'd be funny. I'd love to see him how he'd handle Alex Hante Tocumpo. You know, and, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't know if I could. I'm not sure. You know what? You yelled at him the other night, and he had this big smile on his face like, I got you, Coach. Okay, I, I got it. In fact, you took him out for a couple minutes, and, and my thought was he wasn't playing hard enough for you at that moment. And you took him out and just kind of shook your head and you know said, sit down. And about three minutes later, you know, went back in, and he got a couple of block shots. He hit a three. All of a sudden, it was like, okay. So he understood what he needed and, and, and how to stay on the floor. Um, overall, an easy kid to coach? Yeah, he is. He's such a polite, uh, respectful uh, kid. Uh, you know, he, he is. everyone thinks that he's going to be the next Giannis, which, you know, he, I, doubt, I doubt if he will, but, he, you know, he, uh, he, has, he has a – Nice road ahead of him, and you know I enjoy it. It's, it's, Did, does he know where he's going yet? Did, has he made any kind of decisions on what he's going to do next year? We just want him at school at eight o'clock Monday. We'll <laughs> yeah, worry about that. You know, we play Tuesday. We're not going to go any farther. I said, hey, you should bring him in, and you said, look, I'll invite him. But I'm just telling you, he's got a lot going on in his life, and he probably won't show up. But mm-hmm. I'll I'll let him know. Hey, a couple of other kids on this roster, and I I I don't want to uh, not. You know, show them the respect and, and talk to them. I, I thought Ronald Kirk Jr. had a big game the other night. 
he hit a, he I don't know if it was four or five threes that first half, but he hit a, he hit a number of threes and number ten. He uh, he's got a little moxie to him. That kid. Yeah, that's our street dog, Delone. Yeah, he's, he's Delone a, can play. Yeah, tough kid, tough kid. You know, football player, uh, city kid. Uh, you know. Kids, big shots. He reminds me of my old Rufus King players. You know, just one of them. You know, you you want him down the dark alley with you. Yeah. You know, we'll knuckle it up, and he'll be right behind you. That game was not too big for him. No, no. It was not. And and Ronald Kirk Jr., the six three junior that that hit those threes. Is he a kid that hits big shots like that? Yeah, he's he's coming on. He's you know we we started him that game. Um, you know, we thought he had a pretty good week of practice. Uh, you know, he's been our six man. Uh, he's probably our third best player on the team, but you know we want to bring something off the bench. Right, and he's okay with that. I think he is. He's a good yeah, kid. It's hard, good, coachable kid, and you know who knows who's in his ear. But you know, I think he, I think he understands. And next year he'll be the future. But we have ten games left. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting huge things out of him. Yeah, you got, and, and some of those games, coach. You know, you got to go to St. Catharines. You got to have Martin Luther come back. Your way, Shorewood's been actually playing pretty well. You got them down the stretch. Um, we're seeing Lutheran. You know, you've got some games coming up that'll get you ready. And that, and I pulled. I would prefer to be in your regional than the the Martin Luther regional. But that all still going to come through. You know, the winner of that regional and, and your regional. And when you look at, you know, the the lower side, it's it's St. John's and St. Catharines and Martin Luther and Lake Mills. And I mean, there's some. It's going to be a rough one. Um, your side, there are some schools as well. Maybe not quite as few really tough outs for you guys. But, man, I, I'm not sure. I would prefer if they would have sent, if I was you, if they would have sent me somewhere else. Yeah, I, I really don't even pay any attention to it. Who are you play in March, you know, I, I, I really honestly care less. Really? Man, because I look at all that stuff, Coach, and, and not just because I do this. But even when I was coaching, I was always looking at, at that kind of stuff. Do you look at the rankings at all? Racine St. Catharines 1, your conference. East Troy 2, sectional. Oostburg 3, Wrightstown, you guys 5. Martin Luther 7, your, your sectional. St. John's 8, your sectional. Lake Mills 10, your sectional. It, man, whoever gets out of that sectional has got to be a, the, the odds-on favorite probably to win that uh, Win it up at state. You miss. Uh, it's time to get this Dominican team back where it belongs, which is up at state, right? It's not easy, you know. When I took this job, I thought it would be a mail-in twenty wins, and you know, but you know, no way. No, no, no. No, not in this conference with these no. coaches. And there's a lot of good players in that Division Three. And I think what's happened, and, and, and I'll ask you this, and then we'll get to a break. But with school choice, it's taken a lot of the talent out of the city and move them into some of the smaller suburban schools, like a, a Martin Luther for sure, and like a Dominican. And I think I, I haven't seen a lot of city conference games the last couple of years, but I think that the talent level has been diluted a little bit. You know, I haven't seen no, no reason there, no one, I haven't seen any city conference games, I don't think, in two years. And, and I saw it South Division the other day against Mesmer. Mesmer's down. And South Division, is there a better city conference coach right now than Ty? If well, the, if there is, I don't know. Mosler's nuts. I don't know how he does it over there with that. I see I see his team, and yeah, he's amazing. He's, he, I would love to see him coach. He, he's had talents back in the day, but I would love to see him coach to, with four or five guys who have college 
ability. He just has to get one guy over 6'4". I don't think he's had a guy over 6'4". Do you know what I miss the most? Is in Mark Miller's book. He, they, they would For years, they would put our strengths and weaknesses, and Mark didn't have that in this year. I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, I didn't want to get in a fall league because our guys were playing too many sports, and I didn't feel like going up there either. And uh, Alex Antetokounmpo said Giannis was upset. He was he wanted to coach. You know, he ran off. And then week before the fall league at South Division, I said, Ty, hey, we got Giannis possibly out. He goes, I'll see what I can do from do. We're filled. Well, the schedule comes out. South Division isn't even in their own fall league. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah, Ty, Ty took his team out of it so we could play. And, uh, and he said his kids never even asked. He, 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 I, I'm a big fan of his, and he listens to the podcast on this show. And then he, if it's not, if it's not ready to go on Monday, I'll get a text on Monday saying, "Hey, just so you know, it's not up." Hey, let's get you a break. Other side of the break, our pick and save student athlete of the week is going to join us, and I will introduce you to him. And then at eleven o'clock, I'm going to ask the seniors on this team, uh, these three that are with us, their favorite memory playing basketball at Whitefish Bay Dominican. Eleven fifteen again, Denny Von Reed and Andy Gallion going to join us. We're going to talk yellow whistles for Greg. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented, as always, by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. So who is this week's Student Athlete of the Week? Who's making a difference in their community, in their classroom, and on the court? Let's meet the pick-and-save high school student athlete of the week. Brought to you by your local pick-and-save stores, where Wisconsin saves on groceries. You know, Coach, guys, I uh, I love this segment because I really like kids that take care of their business in the classroom, in their community, and at home. And when I asked you, I said, look, I need some help because I'd like to have our pick-and-save student-athlete of the week. And you said, man, I got the three kids that are coming with us. We could name any of them. And there's a number of kids not only on you know this varsity team but through our program that are really good student-athletes. And I said, I'm sorry, Coach, but you got to pick one. And I said, what about the Jurassic kid? He said he'd be perfect. And because I'm a fan of his, his family, and, and I know that he's a really good student athlete. And our pick and save student athlete of the week this week is Ben Jurassic, senior at Whitefish Bay Dominican. Ben, your motivation for being such a good student athlete, where does that come from? Uh, I just say it comes from being a person first rather than a basketball player first or a football or baseball player first, you know? Like, you have to take care of business in the classroom before you can take uh, care of business in your sport. Right. And that really goes for anything you do in life, I think. I think my parents kind of put that in uh, into my mind, you know, when I was, since I've been, like, five. Right. So. You know how the the, the, the way that I like to, to, to say it, and you we're saying the same exact thing, but it's, it is a privilege for you to play basketball. It's not a right. You don't yeah. have that right. You have to earn that privilege, and by taking care of your business in the classroom, you you earn that privilege. Uh, Coach, guys, Dominican has always know, been known as a really high academic building. And so these kids understand when they're coming in, the expectations are high for them to perform in the classroom. Um, and, and in order to play their sport, they have to take care of that business. Without question, honestly, no one cares about basketball while the school day is going on. These kids have to wear their school uniform. They have to 
abide by all the rules that Dominican and you know the three guys I got in here. They, I don't think there's ever been one discipline, uh, even as far as even you know out of uniform. You know, right? Some, you know that's what the private school is. You know, it's you have to jump through hoops and. At the end of the day, you're still bringing a backpack home full of books, and you know you're, you're turning in homework and you're held accountable. And um, these three guys, and you know we're, we're talking about Ben here. I've never had one. I don't think I've ever raised my voice to them, or they've never been had any problems. Yeah. Ever. Hey, do you, um, Ben? Do you have a favorite subject? Uh, I'd probably say social studies. Yes. Yeah. Uh, history in general. Do you, do you, is that what you think? And look, you can change you. You're a senior in high school. How, how old are you? 18? Yep. You can change your mind three times before you get to the car, right? But if you had to guess, uh, and, and let's just pick St. Norbert, if St. Norbert is the avenue that you go, do you have an idea what you want to what you want to get into? Uh, nothing certain yet, right. but I would probably say uh, biology, which would lead into chiropractic and maybe like creating my own practice. There. Really? Yeah. See, that's there you go. You know what, uh, guys, when we were his age, all we were thinking about is if we could get a date or something. He's thinking about biology, and he wants to be a chiropractor. Maybe that was was just me when I was that age thinking about that stuff. But, you know, you were a Dominican kid. I was a Mesmer guy, and we didn't like you guys much, by the way, back then. But, you know what, these kids start thinking about this stuff a lot, I think, sooner than we did. Yeah, absolutely. And these these guys are organized. They they have a plan in life, and... You know, again, I, I credit their parents for bringing them up. You know, they, they've had good parenting. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Hey, Ben, what's going to happen next week, and, and we had this conversation during the break, but um, our local pick-and-save stores really care about student-athletes, and they care about kids that take care of their business in the classroom, on the field, on the court. And so you and I, and we'll invite your mom and dad, invite any of your teammates, your coaching staff, any of your friends that want to join us, at a pick-and-save store, and we'll pick one either closest to your house or closest to the school. And I've got a beautiful award for you from them. And then uh, that we'll get some pictures. They'll put them up on their Facebook page. We'll put them up on our website. And then once the season's over, I'm going to ask you to come back in. And we'll do a TV, we'll do a, a radio commercial together. And what pick-and-save does, I play it on the air here, and then they'll play it throughout the state in the stores. I'll bring four or five kids in who have won this award And we'll just thank our local pick-and-save stores and talk about where you're going to be going uh, next year and what you're going to be doing, that kind of stuff. So I I congratulate you and celebrate your success in the classroom as our pick-and-save student-athlete of the week. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Coach, you're you're full of – got a whole bunch of guys that take care of their business in the classroom on on this team. Doesn't it make running things a lot easier because they understand it and they take direction well? Yeah, you, you come into practice and you're not already negative. You know, you're not things that transpired during the day as it led into the basketball, um, you know, right thing of it. And you know, that's that's what Dominican does. They they clean up all that stuff before I show up. And yeah, I'm sure Gary DePerry's checking. That. Yeah, and is that is that is that part of his stuff? Yeah, yeah. He, these guys will tell you he's he's nuts, you know, and I'm kind he of He is a, nuts. You know what? He makes me and you look sane, doesn't he? Right, no, right. he's a look, I wish he'd come in and I'd I'd like to congratulate him on air for, for the Hall of Fame part. And um we're gonna get these the other seniors to join us at eleven o'clock to eleven fifteen and, and and give their favorite memory of playing basketball 
for for Whitefish Bay Dominican. I think that's going to be interesting because the, the first time I did this, Jimmy, I had guys from Martin Luther Baseball here, and the first kid said, well, you know, we won this big game against this team and blah, blah, blah. The next kid said, look, I was catching, and Dakota was pitching, and a guy hit one so far it went out of the park and it rolled to the Walmart parking lot. And I go, that's your favorite memory? He goes, I've never seen a ball hit that far. Yeah. Well, it was hysterical. And from that moment on, it wasn't always about sports. It was throwing some kid in the pool or sneaking out or, you know, doing something to the coach that he thought someone else did, that kind of stuff. And I like getting these kids' memories of of what they think about, you know, because it's not all about X's and O's. It's not all about getting wins at, you know, Martin Luther or down at St. Catherine's. So I think that uh, that kind of stuff I love. Um, hey, Coach, last question before before we get to a break. Um, your staff, and you've had the same guys on for a while, correct? Same JV coach for a bit. Do you have the same freshman coach you've had for a while? Yeah, I have uh, Mitch Pigdotti who went to Dominican. You know, yeah. Guys over here think he's Mr. Dominican other than Mr. Crowley. Uh, then I have two of my former players at, uh, at Rufus King come over, uh, Devon Jackson and Brian Terrell, and I plucked Gary DePerry from uh, – out of retirement from tech, and uh, that's pretty much the... It's a good staff. Yeah, yeah. Very, we get along well and take care. You know what needs to be taken care of. You got some uh, some talent coming through, because I watched the JV team, and, and there's a little bit there. There's a little bit there. They beat a pretty good JV team from Martin Luther. Uh, there, there's some talent in the building. Yeah, I think those kids play hard, and you know, when you play hard, you, you overwipe all your you know things that you're not good at, and I think uh, Brian does a good job when Mitch does it. But, you know, the talent level at Dominican isn't what it used to be five, six years ago. Like you said, where kids have so many uh, choices. Uh, yeah, and I think overall, I think there's still a lot of talent there, but I think it, every school gets a little bit diluted. Uh, our Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week, and congratulations, Ben Jelasek. We'll pick a day next week, and we'll get together. When you get to a break, I'm going to ask the other two seniors uh, to join us. Um, Coach, I'm going to kick you out because I'm not going to need you, but you're going to want to hear what their favorite memories are. Justin Daniels um, is going to join us. He's the point guard. Jack Deason is going to join us as well. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by our local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Some of the best high school basketball in the state is played right here in Southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick and save stores. Now with former Marquette High and Concordia University coach David Cooks, here's 105.7 FM The Fans High School Insider. Big time, Mike McGivern. Oh, welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show. I've never seen coach guys move that quick. Found out referees were in the conference room and bang, he was gone. 
I, I like doing this, guys. I like asking seniors. Um, to, I give them a little time. Don't don't just say, hey, give me your favorite memory. I want them to think about it. And we are talking to Whitefish Bay Dominican seniors at this point. And I'm going to start with Justin Daniels. Justin, you're, you've a uh, four-year player in this program. Um, your favorite memory, and you got a lot of basketball left, so your favorite memory so far of being part of the Whitefish Bay Dominican family on the basketball side would be what? Uh, my favorite memory would probably be going to Chicago League Classic when we played Bogan. Um, even though we lost, that was like my first time ever traveling like out of state and playing like that type of basketball than the AAU, you know, and we just had fun. Like even though we lost, and you know, it actually kind of helped us learn because, you know, Bogan is such a defensive team and, you know, they like to really get at it. And, you know what I'm saying? So for now for Cats and Martin Luther, right. it really helped us a lot. You know, we just had fun in the hotel and the breakfast and we met Common, the rapper, and it was just really fun. Man, wait, was that last year or this year? That was last year. It was last year yeah. when you were a junior. Yeah. Um, that that's awesome. I and and again, it's not about winning. You'd want to win. We we had a trip with Martin Luther last year. We went to lacrosse. We beat a really good Minneapolis North team. But when I, when I talk to these kids, they don't really even talk about that win. They talk about you know the trip up and stopping here to eat. And you remember this kid did this. And in the hotel, we had to yell at him for that or whatever it was. And and so I, I like that story a lot. Ben Jelastic, same question. Favorite memory so far? Uh, I'd say last year when we went out to South Dakota to play three games, uh, the final game we played was out uh, in Sioux Falls at the Pentagon, and that was probably one of the better games of my career. Uh, I think I had 27 and 16. Oh, my. And, you know, I was just thinking that's where Frank Kaminsky yeah. dropped 40. He's uh, exactly second where, game of his junior year. Exactly where he dropped that. But, yeah, no, I, I just, you know, I'm a big Wisconsin fan, so that was just a cool moment. Just I'm 20, 27 and what? 16. Did you uh, halfway through feel like, okay, man, I got it going here? Actually, at the beginning of the game, I was thinking about not shooting the rest of the game because we uh, we got off the bus and – literally hit the floor like that's how close it was and so like nobody was really stretched out yeah uh you know i missed an early shot i hit one but then i also had a layup that got stuck between the rim and the backboard yeah it just hung up there and at that point i was like you know i'm done yeah maybe i should just stop but i think i had like 21 in the second half wow and it was it was just one of those games that i don't really know what happened but now, co coaching against you and watching you play, I don't know, and you don't have to say it on the radio, where your range is, because I haven't seen you come down and pull a three, or you, you, you do a lot of work around the basket. Um, are you comfortable 15 feet out? Yeah, I mean, I think in the Sierra Canyon game, I kind of showed that I could, you know, I shot two for three from three, and both those threes were... You know, I don't want to flaunt myself, but no, they're definitely they were NBA, definitely yeah. NBA range. They're uh, deep, yeah, right in front of the seven three kids. So, so man, seven three. <laughs> yeah, I'm just telling you how long is that kid? So the first two uh, favorite memories: the kids going to Chicago, kid going to South Dakota. Jack, I'm, I'm coming your way. It could be maybe something here in Milwaukee, but does it need to be your favorite memory being part of this program? Um, I think I'm going to round it out with our last trip uh, last weekend in Springfield, Mass. And um, for me, the point that really sticks out is just being able to share the hardwood with some future NBA players and gain that full experience. Because 
like like Coach Shet said, um, I think even compared to um, going to State and playing in Madison, I think how jam packed everyone was in there, the atmosphere won't compare. Yeah, I. Well, I, I'll tell you what I've I've been in that atmosphere up at uh, up at State a number of times, and and I've also done some things outside of the state. There's something special, especially for a kid like Jelasic, who when you walk in the back there and they got all the pictures of of Kaminsky and, and Decker and and even older than that. There's something uh, there's something special about being up there and and. Uh, Especially around because everybody from around the state comes to watch you, and and some people are rooting for you and some people aren't. They don't have a dog in the fight. Um, I would be interested if you guys could get up there to have you back or at least have a conversation with you to say, hey, what? How was that? Which which compared um, better? Hey guys, one of the things that's going on with with a lot of sports and and youth right now, and I and I've never, I don't think I've ever had. Um, three multi-sport to the point that you guys are athletes in studio at the same time with me. And I want to go around and ask you this question. The, the, a lot of people are starting to specialize. They're just baseball players. They're just basketball players. They're just football players. Was that Ben, was that ever an option for you? Did that ever go through your head, or you're just a guy that loves all of them? Yeah, I'm just a guy who loves all of them. Honestly, my favorite sport to watch is baseball. I just get most uh, into the baseball season. But to play, it's either basketball or football. But, you know, it's just a love for all three. And you can honestly use uh, tactics from, like, that you learn in basketball and football or vice versa. So everything really comes full circle. I think people really should be playing as many sports as possible. I agree with that, yeah. and and I and I go back when I have these conversations to to my Dominican days. There's a kid we had by the name of Kwame Mitchell, and Kwame was a sophomore in high school, never played football, and after the first game, he went to the football coach and said, "Hey, I might want to try this," and so they they got him. He practiced on Tuesday for the first time. He put his pads on on Tuesday. And on Friday, they were playing Kettle Moraine Lutheran, and he ran opening kickoff back 99 yards for a touchdown. Wow. I said, Kwame, I've never seen you run that fast. He said, I've never had you know 11 white guys chasing me like that before, Coach. He started laughing. He played, by the end of the year, he was, he was playing offense, defense. He was the kicker, the punt returner, all of it. And then his senior year, he didn't want to play. So he played sophomore, junior, but he was a basketball kid. And we and I'd taken him up to Madison. He'd watched the Badgers practice, and we're going to go see the football team. And we got a chance to meet with Bo Ryan for a little while. And I said, Coach, he, he played football the last couple of years, but he's decided he doesn't want to play football this year. And Bo Ryan said, look, if I have two kids that are even, the same. Grade point average, but you know, pretty much the same. And one played football and one didn't. I'm going to recruit the football kid every single day of the week because I think that that's really – these are tough kids. They get to play football and basketball. And so it's it's interesting, Ben, that you said, no, I've, it, it, I've never even considered not playing these other sports. Justin, how about you? Uh, no, nah, I think you should play as many sports as possible because I feel like they all relate to each other in this type of way. Like, you all need them to play, you know. So for football, you know what I'm saying, it's a very aggressive sport, and that's how I play in basketball, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I saw a little of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm very aggressive. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, that football mentality, it trades over into the court. So, you know what I'm saying? I think that you play as many sports as possible. I always figured as a basketball coach that if I have a kid 
who played football and he played quarterback and they're down by four and it's fourth and goal with 10 seconds to go and he had enough courage and guts to get the ball in the end zone to win that game. He certainly can hit a free throw for me, right? I mean, that that whole mindset of doing that, same question you, Jack, no no thought of just going single sport anywhere? No, I totally agree with the uh, with Justin and Ben. And I think specifically with baseball, um, if guys are going to specialize in baseball, they're going to be playing year-round too much and arm injuries come way too prevalent. Too many kids getting TJs at young ages. And I think um, like guys playing year-round out west and down south isn't really healthy. Um, so I think you know all former MLB players say kids should only be playing you know four four or five months a year. You know I, I used to do uh, the Midwest Orthopedic Sports Medicine show, um, and I had these doctors in, and they said, "Hey, look, the guys that we never see are the multi-sport athletes. The guys we see all the time, or the girls we see all the time, are full-time volleyball players, full-time swimmers, full-time baseball guys that just go with one." Because they, it, it's the same motion all the time. So we see the shoulder injuries. We see the knees. The multi-sport guys, we never see because it's all you're using different muscles with, with every sport. Um, Coach Guy said, look, I don't think Ben picked up a basketball from you know, March till November. Now, he was kidding on that, right? I mean, for the most part, that was true. Like yeah. I, I played uh, summer league with us, but... You know, went straight into baseball season after that. Had to get my legs right. And then over the summer, I just did a bunch of cardio. Uh, what position do you play in baseball? Uh, first base. Yeah, how about you? I play middle infielder and pitcher. Yeah, what do you like best? Um, can you, like, you can pick and throw a little bit in the hole from short. I, I like playing middle infield just because, you know, like at the next level would be playing, um, you know, getting to hit and play the field. But pitching's a fun game too because it's a – it's a battle one versus nine guys coming at you. you know, right. You're all, all alone out there. Yeah. I uh, Second base or short? Um, I like playing shortstop, but I'm probably more of a second baseman by trade. Yeah. You hit the ball a long way? Uh, I mean, I like to think so. So last thing hit the ball, but his <laughs> daddy could hit it a long way. He could run into a few. Yeah, every once in a while yeah. he, does, he does that. Your favorite sport, by the way, you said football, right? Yeah, for sure. Um favorite position if you had to pick one because again they moved you around a lot would it be linebacker or safety safety for sure really i love playing safety so you because everything's in front of you everything's in front of me i can just sit there read and just make plays do you uh are you a packer fan uh no actually i'm not a packer fan what what team are you i'm a giants fan oh man (laughs) I can't even kick you out of the studio. I feel bad for you. I'm just kidding. Can you watch a college game or a pro game without focusing on safeties and watching their hips and their feet and all the stuff that, I mean, that is that where your eye goes all the time? Oh, most definitely. Like when LSU, when they had Tyron Matthew, yeah. that was like my idol. It still is my idol to this He's day. He's good, man. Like the Honey Badger, like that's what I always thought of myself when I played on the field, like yeah. the Honey Badger. Like I'm always just – adamant you know i was everywhere on the field i was making a tackle i was making a play you know hey did you say you're, you're a track guy or what 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 do your soccer what do you soccer play also yeah um what position there center back man so you're running all day long in that sport yeah in games i usually average around seven miles a game oh there you go that's why i didn't play soccer in case you're <laughs> really you didn't have to laugh that hard at that man so i love basketball i always liked soccer players when it comes to basketball can you shoot a little bit then normally soccer guys can't shoot a lick 
Um, I mean, a little bit, but I wouldn't say that's like my go-to or anything. You're a defensive guy? Yeah. That's a soccer player right there. You can run all day, right? You move your feet like crazy. You know exactly how to play defense. Guys, this has been really fun. I, I really appreciate you guys coming in. You're willing to spend some time and, and uh, certainly talk about Whitefish Bay Dominican basketball. Good luck this season. You know what, like Justin, like you had talked about, let's leave everything on the floor. We got nothing to hold back for now. So finish strong. Um, I'd love to see you up at the Colt Center. Because I, I I just, for more than anything, I'd like to have the conversation with you about that atmosphere and see if maybe that now would be on the top of your list. Ben, I'll get your number from uh, Coach Guys, and we'll uh, figure out what day next week works for us to meet out and, uh, again, Pick and Save celebrates you as our Pick and Save student athlete of the week. Guys, thanks a lot. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you for having us. You bet. Other side of the break, Denny Von Ruden. And uh, Bobby's here as well. Bobby Von Ruden and Andy Gallion are going to join us. We're going to talk yellow whistles for Greg. And we're going to talk about the official shortage and what we can do. Why young guys like uh, the guys that are sitting right here, why in the offseason they don't go to rough basketball games, they can make a lot of money. Is it because of the parents? Is it because of the coaches that are yelling at them? We'll talk to three guys who have been doing it for a really long time. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by our local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. I'm Mike McGivern, and we're making a little change here. I kicked out the boys from Dominican and Coach Jimmy Goss, and it's always good to have him in studio. I don't I don't get a chance to, to spend as much time with him as I used to, and, and uh, he's a really good coach, and he's a good man, and he's a friend of mine, and these boys from Dominican are nice young men. So we're going to make a transition, and we're going to start to talk a little bit more about uh, officials. And later in the show, we're going to talk about the shortage issue. And we've had a conversation in passing, you know, quickly. But we're going to try to spend a good 10 or 15 minutes with guys that have been doing this for a while. Um, in studio with me right now, Denny Van Ruden, Andy Gallion, and Bobby Van Ruden. Um, guys, this segment, I want to talk about yellow whistles for Greg. And, and Denny, I, I, I know that... It's basically your six now. It was the twenty second, right? That he passed, and if we can talk a little bit about about him, and I, I know that you guys are so willing to to have these conversations, and he would be so proud of of the money that's being raised and what you guys are doing with the money. But you know, as a parent and a grandfather of four, um, it's just a difficult thing I think to ask you to continue to have these conversations with me every year. And, and I hope it gets a little easier. I doubt if it does for you and your wife. Well, I think, Mike, like anything else, I said, let me just start out by thanking you oh, sure. for uh, always uh, inviting us and, and making mm-hmm. Yellow Whistles a part of your show. I think it's really important in terms of, uh, you know, just kind of highlighting the referees one weekend since we never really get highlights No, no, <laughs> no but... not in the circles I run, that's right. for sure. <laughs> I'm kidding, Galleon. Right. You quit yelling at me. But, but I also think, too, that, um, you know, it's it's good to talk about Greg on a regular basis, and and I've kind of strived to do that with my family and others because I think back in the old days, 
when things would happen. Um, you know, it's kind of like sweep it under the rug and never bring it up. And I don't think that's healthy for an individual. I think it, it, it's good that you continue to talk because it's not like Greg is going away from my mind just because he passed. I mean, right. obviously he's, he's on our mind all the time. And, uh, you know, I, I just think it, it's positive to, to do that. And I've tried to relay sunshine and everything else in terms of uh, the spirit of Greg and, uh, you know, to continue to be, be a part of us and, 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 and the community. I mean, you know, we um, last week we were at, at the Luke Holman um, and, and talking uh, with Jerry and, and Patty. And, and um, you know, we, we, we had that conversation of, look, we we want to celebrate his life and by doing this we celebrate his life and don't for, and we're not going to forget we don't want people to forget him and and i'm sure that's the same thing you know for you and your family and and, and it's impressive to me and i told them that because if you look at the the rate of marriages when they have a child die it's really difficult to stay together and stay bonded and, and say look we're you know, we're going to do this. And you guys have done that. When I text you the other day on the 22nd, you're like, Hey, I'm at dinner with my wife. It's the anniversary. <laughs> and I felt horrible. Um, and you said, yeah, I don't, yeah, don't worry about it. And then asked me to buy you dinner and I didn't do that. <laughs> um, the yellow whistles from Greg, uh, for Greg, excuse me, you guys have raised over $50,000 with this thing and, uh, all of it going to make a wish foundation. And, and you, this has gotten big, Bobby. Is it bigger than you guys thought it was going to be? Definitely. If you can pull that mic up just a little bit, yeah, there, there you go. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it's definitely gotten uh, you know, bigger than than we ever really thought it would be. Um, <clears throat> uh, I mean, last year I had a bunch of different people from all around the state kind of asking like where they can get a a, a yellow whistle so right. that they can participate, and just uh, you know seeing the the numbers on the site with the with the dollars that are being raised. I mean, that's kind of what it what it's about. You know, it's it's becoming less about the the yellow whistles and 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 wearing the yellow whistles and more about just raising money for for make a wish. You know what's what's wild, guys, is everybody now knows what yellow whistle what it's for. You know, the first couple of years it was like, well, no, this is what it's for. You don't you say yell when I talk to guys, I said I'm gonna kick out eleven fifteen. We're gonna talk about yellow whistles. He goes, oh, tell the boys. I say hi. You know, <laughs> so people know and they associated. It, Andy, you're you're the chair of this, correct? Yeah, that's correct. It's good to see you, by the way. And your daughters you. who are on the couch. I look forward to talking <laughs> to them. We're going to stick a headset oh on them later <laughs> in the show and ask them about basketball and playing for their dad. And I told you not to tell them because they wouldn't show up, and now they're stuck and they ain't going anywhere. Um, one looks really happy. One looks terrified, by the way. Um, you Look, we had this conversation the other day um, on the phone. You said, look, I'm – Look, I'm Bobby now, and we're friends, and 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 certainly Denny, he he rushed with my dad, and they knew each other. And this this group that we hang out with, and and sometimes not always in a great way because some of us are coaches and some of us are referees, but the respect that we all have for each other, and the amount of time and sweat equity that we put into this game, that when one of us is hurting, there's a lot of us hurting, and and that was you know we had that conversation. Yeah. Um. And you 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 love the work that you guys are doing with Yellow Whistles. Yeah, absolutely. And and like we talked about, Mike. You know, my dad, who was an official for 28 years, um, from the older school. Denny was an up and coming official back in the day. Up and comer. Yeah. <laughs> well, that tells you how long yeah. ago that, that was. Ago, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so and they were friends. I got into officiating. 
became friends with Denny. Bobby got into officiating. We become friends. So you can just see what kind of ties and relationships, which is probably not unlike what you see on the coaching Correct. side. And you know what? And with, with referees, and you guys feel the same way, I think, with coaches for the most part. You know, I think sometimes as, as coaches when we're younger, we're idiots. And sometimes you guys as refs, you know, when you're younger might be. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just kidding, Bobby. I'm just teasing you. But you know what? It is It is all one you know, it's a family, and when one of us is hurt, and I think then we all are. And I, this, I know for a fact because I talked to my brother who does this for a living. There isn't anything harder ever than to lose a child. Mm-hmm. You lose your parents, and that is that's the, the the way this works. But when you lose a child, and he said, "Look, it's your heart never gets whole." And so, if there's a way for us to continue to 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 help this mission of you know, getting kids from make a wish to do some of the things that they want to do, then man, let's 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 do this thing. Um, how hard is it now for for you? Because it is just you and your wife right, that have to carry on this this memory of him, and it's the two of you alone holding hands talking about it. He would be so proud of this, Danny. Yeah, I think um, you know the great thing about uh, Sharon and I is. We're so blessed, number one, with family right? and with such a huge group of friends. I mean, I'm one of 13 children, and, uh, you know, all of them are, are a part of Greg all the time. We talk about him all the time. Can you um, tell me about him? What, what, talk a little bit about what kind of kid he was. Sure. So Greg was, you know, he, obviously all the small little things. He did well in school, and, and uh, he played all different types of sports. So he played volleyball. He played baseball. Um uh, basketball and uh, but volleyball was his like really main sport um he was part of the uh, u13 national championship team um uh, now bobby and jake would always remind him that there really weren't many teams at the u13 <laughs> level hey, man, you know what <laughs> on the air that's huge he right. was a national champion right. that's what we're right. going with man. yeah i I always remind him, well, he's still the national champion, regardless of how many teams were there. If everybody forfeited, I get the ring. I'm good with that. But, uh, you know, he, volleyball was really his passion. And what, uh, what, what amazed me during his battle was how the volleyball community just came so together in the yellow for Greg movement. And, uh, that's really how the yellow whistles started. I mean, the color of osteosarcoma is yellow and, uh, I don't know, the yellow for Greg thing just took off like there was no tomorrow and uh, then all the you know when when Greg after he was diagnosed all the teams would you know they'd wear yellow they'd they'd have signs yellow for Greg in fact we'd have collegiate teams that were posting on social media you know in different parts of the country and and they would just have yellow for Greg and 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 post a picture I mean it was it was truly amazing shocking right but I mean Greg was he was you know he had so much humor He, he really had a a kind of a sassiness to him. I mean, he, he was, uh, you know, him and I butted heads a few times. Obviously, as a parent, you you know, you want to kind of keep keep your child in uh, in check there. And, and, and but you know, Greg was he, he was really a special kid. And, and I don't want to take anything away from Bobby and Jake either. I mean, Bobby and Jake have really proved to be just tremendous young Wonderful. men. They're, yeah. they're both refing. Um, you know, Bobby's an accountant with Price Waterhouse and, and does very well in, in, in his job. And, you know, they, they, they've they hurt as well, you know, throughout that particular 100%. process. I mean, 
And uh, I think, like anything else, we strive um, to really keep Greg's memory alive. And I think, you know, no different than, than when you were talking with, with the Homans that, uh, you know, you want that, that uh, memory of, of, of that child, you know. And, and I always, I look at certain situation, I mean, at least, you know, Greg, we had time to prepare and other, other people don't. Right. And, and that, that would have been one of those, you know, other people that. And I don't know. I, you know what? My father took a nap and never woke up. Mm-hmm. And then I, I know of people that, you know, they went through the journey that you went through and I don't, you know, Danny, I don't know which one I, you know, I would, I don't know if I, if I would have preferred that he went through a, a long battle and he was sick and then, you know, of that, or if he was going to be gone, then it just, should he go? I don't know. Right. Uh, but you had a and chance I don't think to anybody hug this knows. boy. Yeah. yeah. I think, I, I think like I, anything else, I, I go, um, you know, when you keep that spirit uh, of the person with you all the time and all of us have had loss and, and going, whether it's, you know, a brother and aunt, right. a sister and uncle, um, you know, cousins, um, you, you always are going to be at a point where, you continue to feel them, and uh, it's amazing how much um, signs that you get uh, that maybe you never were aware of when you were younger. Yeah, and all of a sudden it's like there's just so many things that happen on certain days or certain messages that flow, and you're like, ah, that that's little Greg saying something, you know, or, or yeah. something like that. I, so, Bobby, this had to be. Uh, terribly difficult thing for you as well i mean he went through an 18 month you know battle with this and 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 i'm wondering from your aspect how difficult that was to to go through yeah i mean it it definitely felt longer than uh than 18 months you know it it was definitely a long 18 months and you know it was very up and down and um you know a lot of different emotions and i was going through uh you know making my college decision as well so um, you know, that was definitely uh, just a difficult time period yeah. for, for our entire family. But The, the entire family, it, it was. And look, but, I, but, you know, also just incredibly humbling with, with you know, the, the amount of support that, that he got. You know, he, he mentioned the, the volleyball community, but, you know, other, you know, celebrities and, and you know, things like that that are, that are reaching out to him. And, you know, it's, it, it's definitely incredibly humbling at the same time. Yeah, and look, your family, um, you know, anybody who's been in this area, in this market for any amount of time, whether it's in sports or not, you know, knows your family. I mean, knows, you know, of of this whole Von Ruden clan that, you know, hangs out (laughs) and knows what you guys are all about, other than the whole Marquette Heisman, you know, whatever. Um, Well, at least they haven't had to see any bad refing from us, right, since none of us ref over there. (laughs) So go on my Facebook. I've got a whole bunch. Well, Marquette maybe didn't. I've seen a bunch of it. I'm kidding. Hey, I I am Andy, I struggle this morning. Maybe it's me going on the website because my wife and I um, donate each year, and, and we meant to do that this morning. But I, I struggled getting on. Do you do you have the website handy by any chance that if people want to give them, they can continue to give. That this is the weekend that you'll see referees that are giving up their paycheck, um, and and yellow whistles for Greg. And it's going on. It started right here, just in southeast Wisconsin. It's going on all over the state, from what I understand. And I want to thank Ken Kessner and and certainly uh, the people in the in the. Uh, w- uh, 
the the basketball officials association for for doing this and doing the things that they do with this um and if you can give us that website real quick andy yeah the uh i mean if you go to wispoa.net which is our wisconsin basketball officials association okay. website um there's a link on that site there that is. will take you directly to the fundraising page also. Well, how do you spell that, Andy? W-I-S-B-O-A.net. <laughs> and I'm such an idiot. I mean, I was on Make-A-Wish. I was all over the place today, Denny, and it was my fault. And, and I never thought about just going to W-I-S-B-O-A.net. Go to that. There's a link there, and I'll do that when we get done um, and we go off the air today. Uh, we're going to continue with these guys after we're going to switch gears a little bit. I want to talk about the shortage when it comes to officials, but I can't thank you enough for allowing me to to talk about this because it's it's got to be hard and it's hard for me. And I you know I didn't really know the young man and I didn't, but I know his his brothers and I know his uncles and I know his family and his father and and uh, look if you're out there go to this website and help us out. Yellow whistles for Greg. The money this year is going to a three year old girl, right. correct? Yep, um, out of Wauwatosa. Okay, so obviously a local. Yep. You know, well, it's always someone local, but, um, and know. she is, uh, she wants to go to Disney world. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Andy can speak to that too. Yeah. yeah I love, she's a three-year-old from Wauwatosa uh. and, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, from what we, from what we get to know from make a wish who's by, they are just amazing by the way. I keep hearing that. Kelsey yeah. Rice has been our, uh, campaign coordinator and just makes the whole setup and administrative process of getting the website up and running. Um, she's been amazing over the years and, um, you know, provides us with information on the different wish kids that we've been able to work with. Um, last year, the campaign um, granted three wishes. And so while we start with Isla this year, um, the hope is that, um, you know, based on the fundraising efforts that we uh, have seen, that it'll be not only Isla, but other wish kids as well. You know how happy Greg would be? Oh yeah. If you said, you know what, we did this a couple of years, raised fifty thousand last year, we we made three wishes come true. Yeah. He would be he'd be really proud of that. Well, good job on this. Thank you for uh, for doing that. And again, here's the website you want to go to. It's wisboa.net. Wisboa.net. And I'll give it to you again a couple of times before we get out of here. Next two segments, we're going to talk a little bit about shortage of officials. We're going to talk to uh, two young girls that are on a college about playing grade school basketball and having their dad coach them. <laughs> the whole spin about that is their dad's a referee. So we're just wondering. And he told me that one of these girls is a really good bat. No, he didn't tell me any of that. I'm just kidding. We're going to talk to Andy Kelly's uh, daughters um, before the end of the show as well. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by our local pick-and-save stores. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show. Mike McGivern alongside Denny and Bobby Van Ru- Von Ruden. Um, Andy Gallion was here, but he's chasing his daughters in the parking lot because they do not. No, I'm just kidding. They're coming on. They're coming on. <laughs> Surprise, girls. That last segment, yeah. Yeah, your dad and I talked about this, so I told him not to tell you because you'd never show up. Last segment, <laughs> we're going to talk to them about playing basketball and uh, what it's like playing for their dad. I should probably kick you out when I do that, right? Because then they'll be honest. 
no, they'll be good. It'll, we'll I look see. forward to them. They, they're <laughs> very nice young adults there. They better be because they both have games this afternoon, and playing time is going to be wow. directly from, related to how well they do here. He goes from that referee to that coach. Really, that it's a seamless kind of transition. I like that. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. Hey, boys, we uh, we have a shortage of officials, and it's getting worse, and it's getting scary, to be honest with you. And I'm wondering, I'm going to just jump right into it, Denny, and I'm going to ask you, what, why do you think that is? The article that, that Andy sent me that I read, and, and another article that, in fact, I printed, they talked about 70%, we're losing 70% of young officials who go, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore for various reasons, but the number one reason was they don't like taking the abuse from parents and from some coaches. And I'm wondering, what, what, how do we fix this, first of all? And second, why do you think this is happening? Yeah, I think um, there's really a, a lot of things that are going on with it. I, number one, it, it's funny in terms of the parents and the coaches and, and, and pretty much a win-at-all-cost mentality, which I don't think is healthy. You know, we really forget why the game is played in terms of kids parents do um you know it's good for them to lose it's good for them to miss the winning shot yeah it's good for them to fail um you know part of the emotional balance of a child is is to see failure and going sports provides that and yet parents and coaches you know it's all win 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 and you never want to see the child fail and 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 all the different emotions that go along with that and going you know so they're always yelling you know for at at refs like oh that's a bad call all this other stuff instead of really remembering what sports really does teach children you know yeah nobody's winning the national championship in the sixth grade St. Seb's right <laughs> you know, and I'm not picking on St. Seb's sure. it's the only gym that I thought of right. St. Margaret Mary can use that one sure. um Andy and and look Danny you started you started at a different time than Andy did and that Bobby did obviously and and it seems it it seemed to me back years ago that I would run into officials that I'd never seen before. That doesn't happen much anymore. And maybe it's because I'm around so much and in different gyms, but I don't think so. I, I very seldom do I go, Hey, who's that young guy? Right. And I, I it's starting, it's getting a little bit scary as far as look, you had a, um, Andy, you had to do two games last night, right? Yeah. I did the JV in front of the varsity game because of the shortage of officials. Oh boy. Some people call it a double dip. Right. Yeah. In the referee community, I get a hard time for that. Yeah. I. Well, you know what? Then tell those guys to come out and do the games because I. Exactly. I, I wouldn't mind double having you double dip by us. Now, the JV you get paid cash, so, right? We we don't want to tell your we don't want to tell the IRS that, do we? No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Exactly. Hey, in this article that I printed for you, it's from Davenport, Iowa, is a football article, and they had to cancel a game. And this was the quote, we're losing 70% of officials in a three-year period of time. There's too much yelling from the fans, too much yelling from the players, and the guys just get tired of it, and they don't want to work. And in one of the games, uh, there was a guy that had been retired three years. They called and said, look, if you don't come, we're going to have to cancel this game too. So he came out of retirement for a game. And, Andy, when you started as a young guy, first of all, how were you prepared to take that kind of stuff? Well, it was, uh, you know, it was working grade school ball um, with more experienced officials 
to just get experience. And now I feel like there are a lot of younger officials that are ref in varsity games, you know, within the first year to two years, um, just based on need. And, you know, I heard of a guy last week who literally like just started refing and had a varsity game, like never refed before. And so, um, but it is worth mentioning that, you know, our local association, uh, the Wisconsin Basketball Officials Association, WBOA, and Denny does an incredible job of working with brand new officials, kids that are in high school um, and, and adults that are, you know, their first year, two years of officiating with a classroom specifically dedicated toward that new group of officials. So we're teaching them all the basics and trying to create that education platform to really, you know, help them learn how to officiate at just the ground level. Hey, Bobby, were you prepared for, you know, obviously, you know, Denny, there's Von Ruden refs everywhere. Were you prepared for, when you started refing for what you were going to hear? Um, I, yeah, I would say so just because, you know, I kind of grew up with it. Sure. You know, I was always kind of going to my dad's games. And when, when you're sitting in the crowd, I mean, you – you kind of hear everything. So yeah. Well, they were yelling at the other ones, Bob. They weren't yeah, yelling exactly. at me. No. <laughs> it was Bobby yelling at you. <laughs> Man, Dad, you're out of position. <laughs> so you kind of knew. Um, how? Look, and I don't know if it's in today's day and age because, it, look, it is, it is a politically correct society now, and you're a younger guy, and Andy, you're a younger guy, and we, you know, old guys like me, we just say what we think, and it's like, hold on, you can't say that anymore. Um, it doesn't seem like that politically correctness carries over into the gym, and and to referees, people say what they feel, and they say it out loud, and they, there are times that, you know, I, I've seen guys waiting in parking lots to yell at refs and all of that, and I'm wondering, were, were you prepared for it? I mean, not, yeah, like you you can never really be prepared for it. You know, like you, you you think you're doing a good job. You think you're working hard. And, you know, some, some guy who's, you know, never been on the floor before is, you know, up there and, and he's, he's yelling at you, but you know, he's really just yelling at the stripes. He's, he's not yelling at you. And I think that that's how I kind of got, got by that and kind of like broke, you know, you you say 70% of officials within a three year time period, they they're probably refing a lot of youth games and sure. things like that, and you know they they're hearing it from those parents, but they're also kind of taking it personally. Whereas like if you kind of step back and think, you know, you could put an NBA ref out there in in high school basketball, and you'd still have coaches complaining that that he he doesn't know what he's doing. Well, not or... coaches, parents. <laughs> okay, hey, hold on a second. This, that's not the direction we're going. Exactly. No. I I I agree with. With you on that, um, and and look, it's it's people yelling at the stripes. You guys had me to uh, come out and speak um, along with the head coach at uh, at Arrowhead, and then guy that runs one of the um, one of the conferences, and I and I made this really clear. I I very seldom, if a guy's in the right position, sells the call. I never. I just go look. He saw something. I didn't. And you you three, and I'm not just saying it because you're here. But that's kind of who you guys are. You're in the right position. You sell the call. And if there is an issue, you know, we talk about it. There are other guys that, and we've had a couple conversations, Mr. Andy and I, about some of that stuff that, you know, 
it's hard yeah. if they're not in the right position and and they're not selling the call mm-hmm. not to not to say something. And as parents, I I got a pretty I got really good at not hearing anything behind me because as a coach, you get yelled at parent from parents a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Danny, Dave, do you, have you? You don't hear much from the crowd anymore, do you? I think, um, yeah, there's certain times that are. But I do think we should clear the record that in terms of what you said earlier, um, that you would just accept our calls. I mean, I would say that you yelled plenty of times throughout your career. So <laughs> Okay, we're going to get you a break. <laughs> hey, man. No, okay, he can't come in the studio anymore. He's, he's done. Bobby, you like me, right? Yeah, yeah and you like me, right? See, you're the odd guy out, man. Yes, I did, and I'm sorry for that. Let me go on the air and apologize. <laughs> Somebody went on Facebook once, because I must have made a comment that it said, I, I didn't I didn't yell much as coach, and I didn't w- once I was coaching with Wallersheim because that was his deal. Right. Nobody yells at officials but me. Now, when I was on my own a little bit, maybe I had a few things, and there was a guy that said, you got to be kidding me. I remember, and he had some story, and I thought, oh, I, I, I made think, a lot I of enemies. I think one thing that, that's funny, too, is, is, is when you actually just switch the role around and go on, how many times have people seen referees that they actually thought did a good job and really sought him out and said, hey, you guys really did nice work today. You know, the yelling becomes so easy in terms of all the other stuff. But all of a sudden, there's plenty of times where referees are doing a great job. And and I, I guess I'm just continuing to try to understand the younger generation in terms of, you know, why they aren't getting in. And going, you know, look at look at how it can help their overall um, pers- you know, persona sure. in terms of dealing with, with people that would be older than them. Um, you're dealing with, a, you know, you're not normally going to deal with a coach that, that's 22, 23. You're going to deal with somebody that's 35, 40, <clears throat> and going, you know, you're at a point where it, it, it you know, the, it really does help their, their overall speaking skills and, and communication. And, and they make some money and, yeah. and you know, it's staying in good shape and doing all that stuff and being part of as Andy and I had that conversation, being part of this community that we're all, you know, that we've been a part of for a long time, some mm-hmm. of us, some of us longer than anybody else, and then next you, sure, and you, and then you, some <laughs> young people here with us. Yeah. And how long are you going to rough for, do you think? Well, um, so I've got 39 years in. I started at 16, so obviously I'm 55. Yep. Um, I'm going to go as long as I... The, I think that I'm continuing to run okay. Yeah. And going as long as you know, as long as you can somewhat keep up, um, I think that's positive. But I still want to try and get as many kids involved as I can. And it's been it's been somewhat depressing because, you know, I've gotten probably a good thirty thirty five kids, and you know, maybe only five or six of them have stayed. Seventy percent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, um, W-I-S-B-O-A, um, W-I-S-B-O-A dot net. There's information on how to join. Look, if you're a parent and you got a 14, 13, 14-year-old kid that, look, they can get into this at that age and start mm-hmm. reffing some grade school games, I would highly recommend that you look to do that. Um, guys, we never seem to have enough time, and, and we're going to do a full hour next time because – we, we need to, I want to dig down and do a little bit deeper dive as to why it's happening. And is it, you know, are, are we raising kids that can't take it and yell that? And that's that's what it is? I, I hope not. Or is it that there's crazy parents? Look, I watched a baseball. There was a video of 
the these, the, the, the ref the umpire was twelve or thirteen. There were six year old kids playing t ball, and there was a big brawl by the parents. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought you got to be kidding me. Why'd you punch him? He was right. You should have punched him. No, I didn't think any of that. I'm only kidding. We're getting to a break on the side of the break. We're going to continue. What are your daughter's names? Stella and Genevieve. Stella and Genevieve are coming up on the other side of the break, and we'll continue talking yellow whistles for Greg because that's what we're really doing here today. And we're trying to raise money um, for this. They've done a great job. Again, that website, WISBOA.net. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by our local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Andy Galleon, thank you so much. Um, I, I really appreciate your help setting this up. I appreciate your help with Yellow Whistles, Greg. I I, I think the world of of the Von Rudens being you know coming in and doing this, and I you know what I about nine o'clock I get a pit in my gut because I feel bad and I don't know if I'm going to have the right words to to say to these guys, and and then they come in and we're laughing and. And I just that what they what they've gone through as a family and continue to give back because of this is is incredible to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the grace of the family. It's a great word. Yeah, um, through um, the entire situation and and still till today um, has been amazing. So um, my favorite know, to be able to help out with this yellow whistles campaign has just been a blessing um over the last six years so i I loved when denny said look every once in a while during the day something happens and i know it's yeah i know it is that's that's who it is so it's uh if you want to give to this cause it it, go to the website go to the officials website wisboa.net wisboa.net so I asked you, you said, hey, look, we've got, I'm coaching some basketball games that day, and, and I can come in Saturday, but I can, I'm going to bring my daughters. I go, great, let's put them on the air. And you were like, what? I go, don't tell them, because they are not coming in. We are joined now by Stella, who's in eighth grade, and Genevieve, who's in sixth grade. Stella, when I said you were going on the air, you gave me a look that if you had bullets in your eyeballs, you would have shot me. <laughs> it's so nice to meet you. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What, where do you go to school? Well, I was supposed to Catholic. Yeah. How is your basketball team? Um, we're pretty good. Yeah, we're three and one right now awesome. in regular season. You having a good year? Yes. Yeah, you're yeah, a good, I am. good player. Are you well well coached? Um, that's debatable. <laughs> that that's debatable. is debatable. Ouch! That that hurts. <laughs> um, Genevieve, what grade are you in? I'm in sixth grade. And did you go to Wauwatosa Catholic as well? Yes. Um, how's your team doing? Good. We're yeah. two and one. Good, and you're a good player. Yeah. Are you well coached? Yeah. Dear God. Hey, um, I'm going to stick with you, Genevieve. Is it hard for you to have your dad as your coach? Because I coached my son, and there were sometimes it was pretty difficult for him. Sometimes. Does he yell at you more than he yells at the other kids? He's really proud of you, just so you know, girls. Yeah, we, when I talk to him, he goes, yeah, I love coaching them, and I know it's harder for them, but they're really good kids, and they're really good players. He probably doesn't tell you that stuff, right? Well, I mean, he does. Good. He, I know he's proud of us. But... He is really proud of you. Yeah. yeah. Um, is basketball your favorite sport? Um, I would say it's probably tied with volleyball, 
but I think I like the speed of basketball more. Yeah. Just because it's always moving. What position do you play? Um, like a small forward, kind where, of. Where will you go next year to high school? Wauwatosa West. So you're going to go to Wauwatosa West. Do you think you'll play basketball and, and volleyball there? If I make teams. Yeah. That's awesome, Stella. Genevieve, how about you? You're going to be in seventh grade next year, so you got a lot. You got a long time to go. By the way, are you going? The Padre Sarah still around? Yeah, you should know this yeah, for the girls. Yeah. You guys will make that. Yeah, we're uh, we're hopeful. What position do you play, Genevieve? What's your favorite part of basketball? You like shooting it, defending. You like passing. You like any of those? Um, I like shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your favorite teacher at school is who? Um, my social studies teacher. What's that person's name? Miss Gonzalez. Yeah, you're a good student? Yeah. You're a good student? Your favorite teacher? Um, Miss Gonzalez, and then I also have a really good math and science teacher, Miss Weintraut. They're both very nice teachers. These guys are great. Three sport athletes, 3.8 GPAs, both girls. And trust me. Bad brag. They, they're both really cute, and I, they got that from their mama's side. I'm just telling you, Gallant. That's why I'm on the radio, Mike, yeah, and not on TV. Oh, really? Yeah, through you and me both. <laughs> Again, thank you so much. Thank and you, Mike. Rudens, thank you so much. And you can go to that website, Yellow Whistles for Greg. Help us out. It's WISBOA.net. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coach Show presented by. Presented by your local pick and save. Oh, presented by your local pick there and save. There you go. On Sports Radio 105.7 <laughs> FM, the fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys. And visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.